Well, you may be seated. I want you to open your Bibles this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Uh, we're going to look at verses 11 through 13, first of all, uh, in the King James Version. Then we're going to look at it in the message in just a moment. We're in a series called No More Limits. Everyone say, No More Limits for Me. Now, I've discovered this, that most of the limitations that are in our life are self-induced. We serve a God with whom there are no limits. Last week we talked about how that ignorance can limit us. What we do, do not know can hurt us. Okay? The most important thing is to know Him. And as we know Him, we will know His Word. And then the other thing we talked about a little bit more in depth was that distractions can limit us, amen, of our focus. And it takes focus to enter into that place where there are no limits in our life. Amen? amen. And uh, so this morning, I want to uh, pick this up again. I want to talk just a, a little bit today about how that God will enable us to have hearts that are open and that our hearts then, once they're open and they're expanding, won't be so narrow, won't be so restricted. There will not be these things that hold us back because of the way that we see ourselves or the way that we view life. You know, many times we view life out of the lens of how we grew up. True. We view life out of the lens of what were, was spoken of over us as children. But thank God, in Christ Jesus, we got a new lens. And we are able then to look into the perfect law of liberty. And this law of liberty sets us free from the limitations of the words that were spoken over us. It sets us free from the limitations, perhaps, of our upbringing. And now that we're in the family of God, we've got a new father. Amen? And we are children of the Most High God. So look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11 through 13. He says, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. Notice that phrase, our heart is wide open or enlarged. You are not restricted by us. That word straightened means restricted. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted or straightened by your own affections or by your own bowels. Now in return for the same, I speak to you as children, you also be, must be enlarged. Look at your neighbor and say, be also, be enlarged. Hallelujah. So I believe the Lord is telling us at Heart of the Bay, I know He's telling Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark, expand, widen. This all has to do with our hearts. It's so easy to be narrow and restricted and have choke points in our lives. But the most important thing is, what is it that God has placed in your heart? Now in the message translation, and we want to take a look at that closely this morning... In the message translation, it makes it even more clear. He says, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, what kind of life? He said, we didn't fence you in. Now, the smallness that you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but for some reason, you're living them in a small way. And then he says, I'm speaking plainly as I can and with great affection, with great love, Open up your lives, live openly and expansively. Have you ever 
had this sense in your heart that the Holy Spirit is saying to you, open up. It's time for you to live expansively without limits. Amen. The word expansive simply means to have a wide open space. It means to be generous. When you think of the word expansive, you think of having room to breathe. How many of you like room to breathe? Oh, praise God. You know, we had our house tented this week. We had some termites show up. How many of you know I've got to put those ites on the run? The Hittites, the termites, and all that stuff. So, you know, we, we made lemonade, praise God, out of whatever they, that saying is. Made lemonade out of lemon, thank you. And we went to Half Moon Bay. And uh, so you talk about expansive and room to breathe. It was so wonderful. It was so nice. And that's the will of God for us spiritually, is to have room to breathe. How many of you know that living expansively is not just about things? It's not, what about we, it's not about what we have in the natural. It's about what, how we see ourselves and what we believe and what we receive in our own hearts. Now, one of the greatest prayers that you can pray over me, and I'm kind of selfish about that, and one of the greatest prayers that you can pray over yourself and over your brothers and sisters is found over there in the book of Ephesians. So I want to take a look at that in Ephesians, the third chapter, in verses 14 through 19. Ephesians, the third chapter, says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be what? To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So when you're becoming strong on the inside, you're positioning yourself for something. You're positioning yourself for expansion. That Christ may dwell in your hearts. How does he do that? That you being rooted and grounded in what? Is it the will of God for us to love one another? Is it the will of God for us to have a revelation of how much God loves us? Absolutely. I saw something the other day. I just want to read it to you. And we'll look at this next verse. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Read verse 18 with me. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with what? That you might be filled with all the fullness of God or that you might be filled with all the fullness of love. So let's ask ourselves this question. How wide is his love? Well, the answer is wide enough to be everywhere. There's no place you can be where God isn't. You may feel alone, but you will never be alone. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Well, how long is God's love? Well, it's long enough to last forever. (laughs) Human love wears out, but God will never stop loving us. And then how deep is God's love? Well, it's deep enough to handle anything. Don't look at your neighbor. (laughs) No matter what hurt or what problem... Or what pit of hell you may be in. Or no matter whether you've hit bottom or not. God's love goes deeper and lower than any problem we face. Have you found out that to be true in your life? And then, lastly, how high is God's love? Well, it's high enough to overlook my mistakes. 
Regardless, God offers to forgive you and help you start over. God wanted you here so he could say to you, I love you. How would our lives change if we just had that revelation? So when then you have an understanding of how much he loves you, then you can love your wife as Christ loves the church. When you have an understanding of how much he loves you and the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, you can let go of all bitterness. You can forgive the unforgivable. You can let bitterness go from your life and will no longer have a root of bitterness defiling you and troubling in your life because you're just aware of how much God loves you and you know what your debt was. And you have an understanding, I'm not going to hold anything against anybody. I don't want to hinder my walk with him. I want to be filled with the fullness of love. I want to walk, hallelujah, in the supernatural power of God. I want his grace and his anointing on me so strong that I'm saturated with it from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Hallelujah. I want to live my life where the wicked one cannot touch me. I want to live my life where I see God supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I desire to live my life that when any virus or devil of hell touches my body, it just dies instantly. In the name of Jesus. So if I'm going to walk in that realm, then I must walk in the realm that God walks in. And God is love and he walks in love. And you have the ability to walk even as he walked. Say it with me, I'm walking. Even as he has walked. So you want your faith to work? You want to be able to tap into the grace of God? Well, faith worketh by love. It works by this revelation of how much he loves me and how much then I allow his love to flow through me. Amen. Now notice, this is just absolutely awesome. This prayer is wonderful. You just can't pray it once and get the full impact. I've been praying it for years and don't have the full impact. But you see light. You'll see light. You'll see things happening in your lives if you'll stick to it. Now notice with me, verse 20 is the result of verses 14 through 21. Verse 20 is the result. It is God's doing the exceeding abundantly above all that you can dare ask or think. Notice with me in verse 20. Read it with me. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And it is according to his power that is working in me. Hallelujah. So he's praying that he could comprehend what Christ had done. I desire to get into the exceeding. How about you? To do that, I've got to have an open heart. To do that, my heart needs to be strengthened. Not narrow. Not constricted. But open. Place your hand on your heart. Just pray this with me. Lord Jesus. I desire to be filled with all the fullness of the love of God. As I'm filled and strengthened with might by the Holy Ghost, I will see the exceeding, the abundant, things beyond my intellect. Thank you for doing them now. 
In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, here's what I'm saying to you today. You have the ability, and I have the ability to expand. To expand on the inside to receive the fullness of God. This word filled with the fullness of God, this word filled means to be crammed where there's no more room. God wants us opened up, yielded, and expanded so we can receive all that He is and all that He has. Hallelujah! So then, when your heart becomes enlarged and my heart becomes enlarged, here's what happens. Blessings begin to show up in every area of our life. Now, I want to show you this morning a couple of men of God that prayed that God would do something like we just prayed just a few moments ago. How many of you know that Solomon was a man that really, really was in charge of the whole nation of Israel? Was he not? And he understood that he couldn't do this in his own strength. He could not do this in his own might. Every one of you have stewardship in your life. God has placed you in a leadership position. You may not be over a nation, but you're over a family. So he says, well, I don't have a family. Well, God has given you the ability then to be steward over your finances, to be a leader over your own body, or to influence people in your lives. In order to do what God has called us to do, we need his help. I need his help every day. How about you? Somebody say, help, help, help Pastor Mark. Help him, Jesus. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And notice verse 7. And then we're going to look at verses 10 through 12. There was an evening where God appeared to Solomon and he said to him, ask what I will give you. And here's what Solomon's response was in verse 10. Solomon's response was this. Actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. Uh, in verse 10, he says, Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Give me wisdom and knowledge. Pray this prayer with me right now. Lord God, Lord God. I pray that you would give me for the life that you have blessed me with wisdom and knowledge so he was praying that he may go out and come before this people for who can judge this thy people that is so great so he knew that in his own self he couldn't do it so he needed help in verse 11 here's something awesome then God said to Solomon because this was in your heart and you have not asked for riches or wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had, nor of this life of thy enemies, neither yet has asked long life, but thou hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Read verse 12 with me and get ready to get happy. Look at this. Wisdom and knowledge. And I'm going to give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there be any after thee of the like. Solomon asked for wisdom. Did not God grant his request? 
Through that request and through Solomon asking of God for wisdom and knowledge, God went exceedingly above, I'm sure, all that he could dare ask or think. He not only gave him wisdom and knowledge, but he gave him riches. He gave him more than more than enough. Now look at in 1 Kings 4, verse 29. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. Stay focused. Stay focused. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding. And what? And largest of heart like the sand on the seashore. Largeness of heart. Solomon felt inadequate like you and I do sometimes. He asked for wisdom and he asked for understanding. The prayer pleased God and he expanded his influence and gave him largeness of heart. Here's what I want to say to you. The man who was largest on the inside was also the richest. I said, the man who was largest on the inside was also the richest. I uh, asked the Lord a question here not too long ago, and I feel like it's probably time to, to share it with you. Y'all ready to hear it? I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, how, how, have, I, how have I limited you? How have I limited you? How, how have I, and how do others limit you? You know what? You want to know what he said? Yep. He said, in your thinking. Sure. In your thinking. Now, let's feed on this just for a moment. I didn't intend to go this way, but I believe we're supposed to. Look at Proverbs 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. In your thinking, in other words, it's easy to become narrow-minded. We can become constricted in the way that we think. We can be very narrow in our attitudes, if you will. In Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, For as he thinketh in his, what? As he thinketh in his heart, his soul, or his inner man... As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then this thought came to me, and I believe it was the Holy Spirit. Son, you're thinking too small. You're thinking too small. And this came to me. Many times when the Lord gives you a plan or gives you a vision or speaks something into your life. Um, You know, (laughs) this thought oftentimes could come. Me, Lord? 
Surely not me. Anybody ever had the surely not me's before? Me, Lord? And here's what the Spirit of God spoke to me immediately. Not you, but me in you. And then me for you. And me in you. Stay focused. Me, Lord? (laughs) Not you. Not old natural Mark. Not old natural Raul. Are you kidding me? Not old natural Steve. But God has put a super in front of our natural. (laughs) We are supernatural beings of a supernatural God on a supernatural mission in the earth for just a brief period of time. Me, Lord? No, not you, but me in you. Me for you. Hallelujah. And me with you. Now let's bear this out in Scripture, shall we? In Romans 8.31, let's look over there. Let's just feed on this for a moment. Let's not limit him in our thinking. Romans 8.31 says this, What shall we then say to these things? Because things will come to your mind and lie to you and tell you there's no way. But here's what our response should be to these things. These things that limit us, these things that try to hinder us. What should it be? Say it with me. If God be for us... Just a little bit stronger now. If God be for us, now point your finger and say it this way. If God be for me, amen. So he's for us. And then Isaiah 41 verse 10. Look at Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear thou not. For I am with you. <laughs> Ooh, man, that just caused you a big sigh of relief right there. Whew, thank God he's with me. Thank God he's for me. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid when God instructs you and gives you vision. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be confused. Don't be dismayed. I am thy God. He is the same I am today as he was yesterday. Now notice this. I will strengthen you. Does this not tie in with Ephesians? Strengthened with might? By his spirit where? In the inner man? He said, I'm going to strengthen you. And then not only that, but I'm right here, son. I'm right here, daughter. And you got all the help you need. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heaven's help. That's ours. And not only that, but when it looks like and it feels like you're falling apart, I'll uphold you. I will uphold you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Man, that's running material right there. 
How are you doing today, Pastor Mark? I'm doing just fine. I'm upheld by the creator of the universe. He's got all the hairs on my head numbered. He knows my address. He hasn't thrown the recipe away from manna. If he's got a rain down quail and manna, hallelujah, he's upholding me. So number one, he's for us. Number two, he's with us. But then let's not forget this one. Look it over at uh, Colossians chapter 1. Colossians, the, cha- the first chapter, the 26th verse. Thank you, Lord. For God has not called us to do what he's called us to do in and of ourselves. But he's placed on the inside the spirit of the living God. Yea, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, who displayed the glory of God right in the backyard of Satan's pit. Hallelujah. And raised Jesus up. That same spirit lives on the inside of you, not only to quicken you, not only to heal you, but to instruct you, to lead you, guide you, help you, and uphold you, and see to it that you stay on the right path that God has placed before you. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Colossians 1, verse 26. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations. But now, but now, but now, but now, but now, but now is made manifest. In other words, but now it's no longer a veil, but now it's been unveiled. It's no longer a mystery. It's no longer a fraternity, a mysterion, the Greeks call it. There was only for a select few, glory to God. But now, this mystery is clearly seen to all his saints. Verse 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles. Read the rest of it with me. Which, which is what? I, I can't hear you. <laughs> Woo! Glory! Christ in you. Christ in me. The expectation of his glory in the future, but also of his glorious plan coming to pass in your individual life and his glorious plan coming together in our corporate life as a church. Mm-hmm. Me, Lord? No, not you. But me with you. Mm-hmm. Me for you. <laughs> and me in you. Man, that'll change the whole landscape of how you see things. Didn't you preach a message not too long ago, a view with unobstructed, what was it? Living on a level with an, of an unobstructed view. Whoo, glory to God. I like it. So, God has not called you to live this life in and of your own strength. There are things that hinder people. There are things that cause people to take two steps forwards and three back. But if you'll understand that he's in you, he's for you, and he's with you, there's nothing that he hasn't already whipped And there's nothing that you can't whip in him and through him. Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. 
Now, Gideon had low self-worth. God told him, he said, I want you to go down and I want you to go ahead and take this and do this and do that. And Gideon had an excuse. Well, I come from a poor family. God never talked about his family. And the response that God had to Gideon, hey, don't worry about it. I'm with you and I'm for you. You can make it. How about Moses? Moses was called to deliver the children of Israel. And he said, who am I? I can't speak. I can't talk. God says, I'll be with you. I'm your mouth. He said, I am that I am. And for you, I'm with you. And you can't just tell old Pharaoh when he asks you who sent you. You tell him, I am. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, here's what I saw during this brief time that the Lord was ministering this to me. And I'm going to read it the way that I have it in my notes. The meditation builds the capacity to see as he sees and gives us the ability to not only see as he sees, but what he sees. Meditation. So then, if our thinking, small thinking can limit him, then meditation can build the capacity for us to have no more limits in our lives. Depending upon what you're meditating on. Look at Joshua 1.8. Joshua, the first chapter of the 8th verse. Joshua 1.8 says this, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. The word meditate means to think. It means to ponder. It means to utter. Rotterham's translation says this, Talk to thyself. Think about, ponder, talk to yourself. Meditate therein day and night that you may observe or to see, to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have what? Good success. So meditating on his word is thinking the thoughts of God. It's thinking the thoughts of God. In Isaiah 55, verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Somebody says, Well, I'm not wicked and I'm not unrighteous. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. But how many of you know the enemy can bring a wicked thought to your mind? He can bring an unrighteous thought to your mind. Right? The word wicked there, we get the word wicked, wicker from. It means twisted. So when these thoughts come to our minds then, we are to return to the Lord. He'll have mercy on us. In verse 8 he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. I love the New Living Translation. It says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. And he said, My ways are far beyond anything you could ever imagine. And he says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Don't be discouraged. Why? Because he gave us his word. 
so that we can think and believe and declare his thoughts and function in his ways. Say this with me. He gave me his word so that I can think and believe and declare his thoughts and function in his ways. So here's what I'm saying to me and to you. We must leave the lowlands of carnal thinking. Leave the lowlands of carnal thinking and tap in to his higher thoughts. I can remember Brother George years ago. He'd come into my office and he says, I have a higher thought. And so my ears would perk up because I know that we were on the same level spiritually or in the same place spiritually. And so when he said, I have a higher thought, I would listen. Because higher thoughts come from the Most High God. Amen? Now listen very carefully. We just have a few more moments. Listen to this statement. This just really blessed me. His higher thoughts will always be better than what any man can think up on his own and will always lead us to a higher, a better, and a more sure way. Hallelujah. Now say this with me. Your higher thoughts are always better than what I could think up on my own. And your higher thoughts always lead me to a better, a higher, and a more sure way. Blessed is the man who meditates in the Word of God. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever this man or this woman who leaves the lowlands of carnal thinking, whatsoever he do shall prosper. Do you want to prosper in your life? Get the thoughts of God. Do you want to prosper in your business? Tap into the higher thoughts of God. Amen. Amen. Timothy says in 2 Timothy 4.15, he says it like this. I want you to turn there if you would. In 2 Corinthians, or 2 Timothy uh, 4, the 15th chapter, uh, the, the 15th verse. See, this is what happens when you only have a few minutes to preach. You get hurried. I understand how this works. I've done this drill before. But, beloved, I could speak to you for another two hours. And I believe the Spirit of God would minister to your heart. And so this is just kind of like an appetizer for you for the week, if you will. You, you get it? I, I'm limited by time. But we're not limited by what the Holy Spirit can say to you. Are you listening? All week long. He can speak, I'm telling you, one word from glory and one word from heaven. It can change your life. I mean forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, he says, I want you to give yourself wholly to these things. Meditate upon them completely. And he says, when you do so, your profiting is going to appear to all. Amen. And so be like Solomon with an open heart. Be like Jabez. Hallelujah. 
Pray for an enlargement of the territory of God in your life. Lord, that you would bless me indeed. That you would enlarge my territory. The Holy Spirit witnessed this to me one time. A friend that was preaching on Jabez. And the Holy Spirit said this in my heart. In order for your territory to be enlarged, you must give me more territory in your life. And then this same thought came up. In order for there to be a greater influence in your life, you must be more greatly influenced by me through prayer and through presence and through being in the presence of God. Amen. Well, did you get anything out of this today? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today.